Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. My name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. Woo! You didn't do it, so I'm going to. Uh, this is Josh Flair Drip. That's it. Oh, you're just going to say this is I'm not going to say anything it's after this. I did the woo. I did mine before. Oh, okay. It's all good. Uh, this is Kyle. Is that how we're doing it today? today. <laughs> <laughs> just, just rolling simple today. <laughs> well, Sorry, what's up, I everybody? Should I, should I should have... I, next time I'll do, this is Josh, and then go, woo! Oh, yeah. See, that would have been... I would have like gotten that cue better, because then I would have known it was my turn. Yeah. Sorry, I put nice. your brain in a figure four leg lock. Oh, woo! nice reference. Nice. Um. I tell you what, I got hooked on watching those wrestling videos with the funny voice on Instagram. Though I just went down that rabbit <laughs> hole and started watching. I can't, I can't remember who does those, but they're hilarious. It's the nature boy. They are just fantastic. Um, everybody else is like, "What are they talking about?" I don't know what they're talking about. If I, don't, if I could remember the Instagram page, I'd tell y'all, but I can't. Remember I'm gonna right try now. to figure that out before Josh. The end of this. Josh <laughs> will pull it up um, before we. While he's looking that up. Um, Quick little bit of news and notes. Not a lot going on right now. It's still pretty slow coming out of the uh, the writer's block and th- the writer's strike and things like that. So um, it, we do have a little bit of news concerning Young Jedi Adventures. Um, uh, these This is a show basically for toddlers and kids. Um, it's animated, um, but it, it's I pretty. No I mean, they're cartoons. like little shorts. Yeah, we don't watch cartoons. Um, it's it's a bunch of cl- it's a collection of short stories, um, but it's actually set during the time of the High Republic. Uh, which is um, way, way, way before all of, you know, Ahsoka happens. Um, but we, we, the characters, Yoda is in it, but all of the characters are pretty new. Um, we are getting some cameos from some High Republic characters, though. Uh, Padawan Bell Zetafar is going to be appearing this season, uh, along with his Charhound Ember, which oh, will be kind of cool. cool. I'm more excited about that. Uh-huh. Um, and then also Bell's master, Loden Greatstorm. This oh, is before Loden, Loden before, lives, baby. <laughs> before all of the tragedy occurs. Before the torture in, and murder. You didn't think you were going to get <laughs> yes. more Loden, did you? So um, all we had previously was the books and the audiobooks to go off of, but now we're actually going to have a moving, talking character that we can fall in love with even more. And then you're going to... If you read the High Republic books in Phase One, now you're gonna understand what happens to Loden Great Storm. So, um, and then uh, also had good, nothing good. (laughs) Um, And then also head of operations on Starlight Beacon, Astala Maru will be making an appearance as well. So, um, so three big characters out of High Republic novels coming into your visual media. (laughs) Astala Maru. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, you'd think Avar Chris ran it, but Avar Avar Chris does not run it. It's weird. Is he doing yeah, go stuff? ahead, Josh. Uh, the account is the account with the funny wrestling promos mentioned by Justin. 
It's called Jaded Rasslin. With an A-S. Rasslin. Shout out a- to at Jaded on Instagram. Yeah. And there's a specific Ric Flair one that is just, oh my goodness. It's amazing. The three of us were sitting on Justin's patio cracking up. For, in for tears, way too long about this 90 second Multiple clip. times. It was funny. <laughs> On a daily routine. It's quality. It is quality. Go check it out. It's highly entertaining. You have best um, in the glory <laughs> of the nature boy. boy. You the have walked boy. in the shadow of greatness. You know why? <laughs> because I allowed it to happen on a daily routine. Long oh, man. Oh, gosh, is there, the, the audio is fantastic from Josh's phone. Well, sure. <laughs> boy. Um, do you want me to get a clip of it and send it to you so you can just put it there? On yeah, a daily I can, routine. Yeah, we'll to, Actually, if you could do that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll have do that. to load that up. Um, well, we thought, we thought we'd go, yes, now that Ahsoka's done. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> of the show. <laughs> um we thought we would take a little bit different uh of an approach going into some of these episodes while we're kind of waiting on new stuff to roll out um we just got done with ahsoka and there are some big things in ahsoka that if you are on any form of social media or you watch the show and you go i don't understand the significance of that we thought we would start to do some deep dives into some of the meaning behind those things and where they come from so specifically what we're going to be doing over the next episode or two is looking <laughs> at more like uh, two months <laughs> well i'm talking about just this specific oh, arc gotcha. but yeah um we're going to be looking at the Mortis arc, which stems from uh, the Clone Wars season three. It starts with episode 15. Um, the actual title of the episode is called Overlords, um, which is basically how we learn about the father, the son, no, and the daughter who you see at the end of Ahsoka, which is the three statues. Um, what Balin is standing on the outstretched arm of the father as it points off in the distance to daughter's the tower head's all with broken the little, off, sadly enough, the beacon of light. Yeah, the daughter was a wreck. Um, I'm assuming there's symbolism she's, behind that. She's seen better days. She's been the star many mm-hmm. plays. Mm-hmm. I think it's because her life essence is in. But that's a spoiler for another episode. Great, um, Josh. We weren't even going to get to that part today. I forgot it wasn't on to today's episode. <laughs> We're only on doing the first episode uh, right now. Way to spoil a show that Where's came mom, out guys? twenty years ago. <laughs> Where's the mom? Um, the that's a little bit more of a deep dive as you go into some oh. other readings. It- that's ask. We're not going to talk about her right now, but Abeloth. Um. So, yeah. So it's uh, Clone Wars season three, episode fifteen, titled "Overlords." The cast of that episode was Ahsoka, Ashley Eckstein, uh, Anakin played by Matt Lanter, um, Obi Wan by James Arnold Taylor. The father is played by Lloyd Share. Um, the son is played by Sam Witwer. The daughter is uh, Adrian Wilkinson. Uh, Qui-Gon, we had a reprisal from Liam Neeson you for his animated role. Um, Rex makes a brief appearance in the beginning of the episode, at, um, played by Dee Bradley Baker. And then um, Shmi Skywalker was reprised by Pernilla August from 
episode one of the Phantom Menace. So um, it was nice to have the live action characters actually reprise their roles back in the animated series. So we have them again. Um, it's cool that they and do that's that. Shmi Skywalker, like, right? Not not um, Captain Hook's assistant. <laughs> Correct. His Shmi first Skywalker. mate. Yeah, his assistant. Is it? Well, was his name Shmi or Smee? I thought no, it was Smee. No, it's Shmi. I thought it was Shmi. Shmi. I thought it was Smee. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's a jo- um, Josh at the Google machine. The internet is now <laughs> saying um, that in in Hook specifically the Robin Williams Peter Pan movie that Hook and uh, Shmi were lovers. Oh, I had and no they, idea. And, and they show this whole the scene where he's like taking care of him and taking his boots off for him and sharpening his hook and it's like that checks hmm, there's, out. Like there's a lot of warmth there. I, I was like I like that theory. That's I'm going with that from now on. <laughs> anyway, nice. bangerang on to da- the next. <laughs> bangerang onto the next. Um so basically what Kyle, do you want to give a quick synopsis of of the first episode while I'm like, busy get into here? Googling Peter Pan characters. Um it's me. <laughs> yeah. What are you googling for? I'm so, <laughs> um Yeah, I can. So uh, we open up with they have the Jedi Council has received a mysterious distress call and an embedded or some mysterious message and buried in this message is a Jedi distress code that hasn't been used in 2000 years. So of course, if you've seen any episode of the clone wars, you know that hundred percent Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka are going to check out whatever strange, unexplainable thing. So they go to these coordinates, but whenever they get there, they're supposed to meet up with the whole fleet because they don't know what they're getting into. They want to play it safe. Uh, Rex says he's there. Anakin with Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, they say they're there, but they can't see each other. Um, weird things are already happening. Their ship shuts down, and then it randomly turns back on, but then they're getting pulled into this large, like, monolith thing that to me reminds me of the temple in um twilight of the apprentice the sith temple like it just kind of aesthetically looks like it it splits in the middle and the light comes out they're really similar but i think maybe we'll Mm -hmm. talk about those episodes another day um and then they are asleep and just randomly wake up on this quote organic mass it's larger than an asteroid it's not a planet they don't know how they got there they don't know who landed the ship um but here we are um the daughter appears she's going to take him to the father the father wants to have anakin skywalker perform a test because he believes that he is the chosen one just like qui-gon believes that he's the chosen one just like you know a lot of people do obi-wan does um Anakin passes the test. He's able to control the son and the daughter both who um, are representing the light and dark side of the force. And the father is sort of the middle who keeps them in balance and keeps them under control. And he's the only one powerful enough to do so until Anakin comes along and the chosen one can come take his place because he's powerful enough to hold the light and the dark imbalance. Um, it's essentially a different version of the prophecy that or, he is foretelling that the chosen one would replace him 
Well, I mean, such, I guess. Is, such is the way of the a same. prophecy, huh? Open to mm-hmm. interpretation. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Anakin turns him down for whatever reason. We're not really sure why. And supposedly they're free to go. And they get to their ship and say, hey, let's get out of here. And boom, cut to credits. That's that's the long of the short of it. I skipped over quite a bit there to, to try to get through it. No, it does. I think that's spot on for the, the first episode. Mm-hmm. You don't know why? Why he turned it down? Two words. Attachment. Padme. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one word. I but, one word, but. <laughs> I <know. laughs> yeah, yeah, his attachment is a, a, a typical running running theme with this with this guy here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it's I mean Kyle, great short synopsis of the episode Thank that's you. spot on for what the first it. episode is. <laughs> um. You know there is um. The, the realm that they're in is an ethereal realm. It's not a physical place. Um, it is not... Uh, it, the entrance to the realm is never voluntary, as basically it calls in whoever it wants to call in. It's not a, um, hey, we can um, just find it on a star map. Well, um, while, while they're there, they, all three of them have their own separate vision. Um, mm-hmm. And the one Qui-Gon has, which actually comes first... Yes. yes. Yep. Um, yep. Or the one Obi Wan has that Qui Gon shows up happens first, mm-hmm. and Qui Gon kind of explains what that place is. If you want to play, and I have that right here. Obi Wan, have you done as I asked? Have you trained the boy, Master Qui Gon? How are you here? I am here because you are here. <laughs> I, I don't understand. What is this place? Unlike any other. Conduit through which the entire force of the universe flows. Are we in danger? This planet is both an amplifier and a magnet. Three are here who seek Skywalker. They, like me, believe him to be the chosen one. Yeah. You were right. The force within him is stronger than any known Jedi. I've trained him as well as I could, but he's still willful and balance eludes him. If he is the Chosen One, he will discover it here. And if not? Then you must realize with his power, this is a very dangerous place for him to be. Mm. Very foretelling. Yeah, he's got such a good voice. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is good. Yeah. I um oh, yeah. I love that. And the the three he's talking about are the father, the daughter, and the son, if that wasn't already clear. Um but I love how he said uh, balance eludes him, and I think that's like the perfect interpretation. Because, like, at peace under normal circumstances, like the the most Jedi thing you can do is to be just at balance, right? In, in neutral, um, because like the like the father says um, later in this episode that. It can't be all light or all dark. Either one will will lead to destruction, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, turn to the light and lean into it, but um, balance is the key, and balance eludes Anakin. That's for sure. He definitely swings like a pendulum. I love it when he said, when uh, Obi-Wan says, Master Qui-Gon, how are you here? He goes, I'm here because you're here. <laughs> He's like, it just kind of gives you that whole vibe that, 
even you know they're never really gone he's always they're with there yeah, yeah. yeah they're always they're always with you um you know that's why we have force visions and ghosts that appear later on when we need them the most because they're there to guide us well and to tie so, this back to ahsoka she and uh and now sabine are part of potentially like the greatest master apprentice lineage in in all of star wars from master yoda to count dooku to qui-gon jinn to obi-wan to anakin to ahsoka to sabine those are some uh powerful jedi in the words of yoda himself like that's that's quite quite a uh, lineage there to come from Yep. You gotta. I feel like you gotta put. Uh, you gotta include Luke in there, even though he wasn't, because he was he was trained by two sure. offshoots of the same tree, and then you know he's related to that Vader. mighty Skywalker blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, shortly after this, Ahsoka has um, a vision as well, basically, and they're they're both concerning Anakin. These visions are both talking about Anakin, but um, Ahsoka's vision that we see right after Obi-Wan's was a little bit different than his. Hers was basically kind of foreboding to get off the path of being Anakin's uh, Padawan because the, the vision basically told her, if you stay on this path, you're not going to live long. You're not going to make it. Um, yeah, I think, which was very interesting. Uh, one way you can interpret this, um, you know, she cause she says the, there's a wildness to you, seeds of the dark side planted by your master, you know, be warned, you may never see your future if you remain a student. And so you could say that Ahsoka did what, what she was told to do on Mortis. She did not complete her training from Anakin. She left the order. She, she kind away. of rejected some of that stuff. She didn't follow in his footsteps. And now... She's kind of just in these last couple episodes of Ahsoka now finally become this like fully actualized version of herself. Anakin, on the Mm -hmm. other hand, rejected the prophecy and did not do what the father said. And I mean, we all know what happened to him. Not Mm -hmm. pretty much universally considered bad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much universally considered bad. Um, I have a side question for you guys based on Ahsoka's vision, because this kind of brought up a, an interesting point since we did just finish Ahsoka. What did you think of future Ahsoka oh. in her vision Love versus it. the Ahsoka really? that we have now where she has like the long Leku, like kind of like Shakti did. Um, it's, it's much more grown and mature. She does have like a little bit of, um, age on her eyes. Um, I don't know how old she would be in the vision versus how old she is in Ahsoka versus here. But what did you guys think of that version versus like the one where you got an actual Ahsoka? Oh, I, so I wasn't thinking versus, I was just thinking, I, so I like that the actual later Ahsoka, and this future Ahsoka both look like young Ahsoka. Like you can see where we, how we got there from young Ahsoka, mm-hmm. but they don't mm-hmm. look alike. Yeah. 
So right. it's like the future is always in motion. Like this is a possible future Ahsoka, but not necessarily the future Ahsoka. Like I don't know if Dave was actually planning that at the time, but mm-hmm. at least it were it, like for me mm-hmm. that I really like that they're different because it shows that future in motion, possible future. Well, and that was that was a uh, her potential if she stuck with Anakin and followed in his footsteps too. So. Who knows how those different choices would have, you know, manifested themselves physically, you know. Good point. But Good it, point. You, to Justin's specific question, I <laughs> the live action Ahsoka is my least favorite visually. Mm. I think the Rebels Ahsoka is my most, most favorite. But this Mortis one is cool. I like it. Agreed. Yep. Um, just kind of a different take on on the Ahsoka, so it was kind of cool to see here. And and it's yeah. I think that's the only time we also see zombie Ahsoka, but that's later on in everybody this with the story arc. Here. Jeez, just can't. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Anakin, and and you talked about um, you talked about well, the vision. Go. I had to make sure you knew what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, Justin, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you talked a little bit about the vision that um, Anakin had when he was sleeping because it was late at night and this this realm or this planet is very different during the day than what it is at night. Um, everything dies uh, as it gets to nightfall. The plants kind of disappear and are left with this glowing force tree mm-hmm. limbs and stuff, right? But then storms come and it's very violent place. Um, and then again in the morning, the plants kind of come back and it's this very earthly, beautiful realm. But when it got stormy and at night, um, Anakin had made it to the monastery, right? And he encounters the it's father. The father says, the it's, father. it's late. Let's just go ahead and you can crash here. Like, here's a bed. Go sleep. Um, no I, during, by his, the way, before we get to, yeah, no for, pillow. Oh, yeah. The accommodations in this monastery <laughs> were meager. Um, before rough. you like breeze over that too fast, I, I really like the weather dynamic on the planet because it's like a reflection of like the cycle of life and death and light and dark and how they're both joined together and you can't have one without the other. And, you know, this each day the planet goes through all four seasons and this cycle of decay and rebirth and all that. Mm-hmm. Time is irrelevant. Um, but he has this vision of his mother who he knows is passed on. So he, he's like, what is this black magics that's happening? And what is this? And he's very, um, suspect of it and he has a right to be. And then, uh, we find out it's kind of the brother just kind of messing with him. But after he wakes up, he goes and encounters the father again, who is still just chilling in the middle of this room, um, on the floor, uh, and it's a cool opening shot because you see the father's face and the point of the lightsaber just moving towards mm-hmm. the tip of his nose, like, and you know, Anakin's just confronting him because he's very on guard about what is happening. But so you have this Clone com- Wars sabers too, yeah. Um, but you have this first conversation with Anakin and the father, and this is kind of where he learns of everything that happens, um, or why why they're there, um. And this this little clip is a little bit longer, so but I'm going to play this and um, hopefully you guys enjoy. You're a Sith Lord. You have a very simple view of the universe. Love that. I am neither Sith nor Jedi. I am much more. And so are you. 
I see through your spells and visions, old man. Old man. Tell me what is going on here. Some call us force wielders. The Jedi have never spoken of this. Hmm. Few still know of our existence. In that room, my mother came to me. But it was not her. It was something else. Ah. My son, I suspect. We can take many forms. The shapes we embody are merely a reflection of the life force around us. You carry a great sadness in your heart. My children and I can manipulate the force like no other. Hmm. Therefore, it was necessary to withdraw from the temporal world and live here as anchorites. As a sanctuary? And a prison. You cannot imagine what pain it is to have such love for your children and realize that they could tear the very fabric of our universe. I don't understand. It is only here that I can control them. A family in balance, the light and the dark. Day with night. Destruction replaced by creation. Then why reveal yourselves to us? There are some who would like to exploit our power. The Sith are but one. Too much dark or light would be the undoing of life as you understand it. That part right there to me was interesting. Because he says the Sith are but one. So there's others out there trying to exploit the same thing. Um, but he does make, make a cautionary tale of too much light or too much dark can cause great upheaval in what you know as your everyday life well we know that this could be a reference to a few things you know like in that rebel story arc with the where we see the father and son and daughter on the mural at the jedi temple that opens the world between worlds uh we know palpatine was trying to exploit that um, he is a Sith, though, and then we we've seen Balin's skull on these three statues, um, looking for some power that we don't know about or understand from some culture that we don't really know about or understand. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that uh, Dave could tie these two things together because they've never mm-hmm. been. It's it's never been brought back up again in anything else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's basically he gives them the high level rundown of who they are and what they are, and and um. It's it's interesting because the yeah, but it's all father, it's all pretty or, like open to interpretation and yeah because he says we we can take many forms we're we're based on Mm -hmm. you know what's around us and you know they're presenting themselves as what makes sense to the people in front of them so Mm -hmm. like they're and there's other force wielders out there that we know of um bendu being one of them kanan encountered bendu and rebels um the i don't know what the the sisters the the different feelings, yeah, the witches, the, yeah. Um, that Yoda encountered are force wielders. 
Um, so there's other versions out there and they exist throughout the galaxy um, or in other galaxies, wherever there are. Um, Cause I think Obi-Wan even said that initially. He's like, I don't even know. He's like, I can't yeah, tell where in the galaxy are, we are, or even galaxy. if we're in our own galaxy. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to say if those are even, you know, the, the same thing, you know, that, cause there's, uh, the Lasats that that used the Force too, that were not Jedi, that mm-hmm. were not Sith. I don't think they were equal to these Force wielders on Mortis by any means either. Though you know, it's the Force is just uh, so many things. And like Ahsoka said, right when you think you're beginning to understand it, you realize how much you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but basically, the father basically keeps his daughter and son there um, to keep everything in balance. Cause he knows that if they leave and one of them leaves or one of them takes control, then that causes chaos for everybody else. Well, I thought he was so implying it's, that it's only at this place where the, all of the force in the universe, the force of all the universe flows through that. He is able to control them um, because correct. the force is so yeah. strong there. Yep. So it's a, what do you say? It was a prison in a, not a pa- not a palace, but a, a palace in a prison, whatever you want to call it. But yes, it's a blessing and a curse, basically. And it's it's hard for him because if those are really his kids, he's got to keep them cooped up. Well, um, I think kids is he, like a, I don't know, a metaphorical thing. Because there's like like we were saying right. before, there's no mother. There's this no, is like a well, it's like a manifestation <laughs> of a. yes of like an energy Um, thing yeah well there there is a mother she's not there with them though she was banished that's legends josh knows more about that i think than i do but that's not that's not real until it's real she just she just Mm -hmm. uh they started calling her the mother but she actually was their servant first that's it Yeah. yeah I only remember that because I read it in Wikipedia, Wikipedia recently. Nice. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, confrontation that Anakin has. Well, the test, let's call it the test that Anakin has with, um, for the father, basically, I um, didn't give him that much of a hard time. No, the daughter had Obi-Wan. The brother had Ahsoka. Um, and they were both uh, manifested as a griffin and a gargoyle um, representing the light and the dark. And they basically were instructed to kill the two of them. And the father basically tried to force. Yeah. They just had them in, him to in their claws. And, and the father was like, yeah, you can, you can only save one. Which do you choose? Obi-Wan, of course, save, save Ahsoka ever the like good guy. But, he also says, you know, the force is so strong here. Just use it. And Anakin was like, uh, no, I'll just save them both. And they couldn't <laughs> get away. And he slammed them into the wall and made them look like punk ass bitches. And then he, the father he made him kneel. Yeah. <laughs> he made him kneel after that, which was impressive. Um, because I think they tried to attack again after he slammed him into the wall and when they flew in, he just kind of grabbed them and brought both of them to their knees. And then they turned back into the brother and the son from the gargoyle and the griffin. So it was really um, cool, though. Yeah. Um, 
he was like, no, no, like a uh, end of tombstone there where he's wading out into the water, just shooting at the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. It, I, he was, he was like <laughs> hammering on Anakin's guilt too. You know, it's time to fa- face your guilt and know the truth. I've, Order my children to kill your friends. Which one will you choose to save? You must release your guilt and free yourself by choosing. And that's that's a recurring th- theme with Anakin is the guilt of not being able to save his mother. And then what he did to the Tuscans and how he felt about it. And, you know, then later when he turns to the dark side, he, you know, has this guilt in him about everything you know for he he lost ahsoka and he feels guilty about that and um felt guilty yeah. probably a little bit about ahsoka leaving the order yeah that's what know? i was saying yep. yep um he's he's pulled in a million different directions by a bunch of different people so i think he never really feels like he's ever made anybody fully happy because like i think he always probably felt like he's let somebody down a little bit you know, each time because he's pulled in so many different directions by different people. So he let Alderaan down. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, he's constantly living with that guilt and the father, um, after he passes this test that he wanted to see, the father basically tells him why he brought them here. And I'll, I'll play that for you. Do you feel your destiny? You must see it now. I am dying. And you must replace me. Replace you? I can't stay here. But this is yours. It has been foretold. The Chosen One will remain to keep my children in balance. No. I cannot force you to do this. The choice must be yours. But leave... And your selfishness shall haunt you and the galaxy. He wasn't wrong about that. Mm. New. Um, (laughs) And the end of this is very interesting because when they walk back to the shuttle and you see him getting on Anakin standing on the ramp and he's looking back and it plays the Vader theme in a very somber tone. Yeah, they did that a few times throughout this episode. They played with the Imperial March and the Force Mm -hmm. theme, depending on who was talking and what they were talking about. Yep. They leveraged Um, those themes really well. It's interesting because, um, and I know we haven't gotten into the the next two episodes of this three-part arc yet, but when you look back at Ahsoka and you look at the episode in the world between worlds and Anakin is there and he is able to switch between kind of a light version of himself and the dark version of himself to really teach a lesson um, to Ahsoka in both versions. It's, it's, it's so interesting because there's a lot of theories out there that, okay, maybe he actually has replaced the father at, at this point because he now lives in balance after right after Luke saves him on the death star and he is now passed on. He is now in balance with himself and has taken up the mantle of the father and is able to go where he wants to go or is now needed. Finally did that person prophecy. He did. And now he is the one in balance where, um, you know, now Ahsoka, um, when we, I won't spoil it, Kyle, there's some things that happen with Ahsoka later on in this arc. Um, 
And that explains what the bird is, the Mirai uh, that follows her around in, in the show, um, in the Ahsoka show. So there's a lot to come um, and, and why this is all relevant to this. And I, we, we kind of put this together because we thought maybe it'd be good to talk about this a little bit for those that haven't watched Rebels or haven't watched all of Clone Wars, um, you know, or that have watched Ahsoka and just have a bunch of questions going, I don't understand what these statues are. I don't understand what the meaning of this is. And um, that's why we kind of did this. That's why we wanted to yeah, put this and together the, for you guys. This so. was, uh, what did we say? Season three, episode 15. And next week mm-hmm. we're going to do episodes 16 and 17. If you want to watch those ahead of time, or if you want to just listen to what we have to say about it and not watch it all, that works too. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's uh, season three of Clone Wars um, had some absolute amazing episodes in it. Justin, um, let's be honest, they all bang. <laughs> I mean, they, they every, do. Every season, um, it's just but hit after hit. After season hit. three had, uh, I mean, you had the ARC Troopers uh, right off the, the start guy. defending Camino. So you're like p- pitching something that appeals oh. to you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was going to say, you also had, um, you know, the hunt for zero in this. Um, so you had a little Quinlan boss, uh, in there. Um, okay. you had this arc, you had the witches, um, you had the whole night sisters. This is That's where all better. the night sisters yeah. stuff is relevant. Um, you have the, the mortis arc you've got, um, what was the other one in here? Paddle on lost, um, yeah, is in this one with Wookiee hunt. Yeah. All that um, yep. stuff with Ahsoka being captured was in there. But yes, there are so many good episodes in season. There's good episodes in all of them, but season three was really, really good. Um, but yeah, this was um, one that one one arc in particular that we wanted to touch on specifically because it pertains to what we're seeing right now in Ahsoka. Yeah, um, we'll try to be prepared and and uh, give a heads up next week what story arc we're going to follow or cover the following week. And so people can uh, watch ahead of time if they want to follow along with some of our, our key animated storylines. Yep. Go ahead, Josh. Um, I, I think it's just, it's so wild to me that, the 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 literal I feel like weirdest story arc hmm. in Star Wars is the thing that they I mean it's in, obviously it's important to the lore but it's just wild to me that they're like hey let's what 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 thing what story arc from the cartoon are we going to put in the live action series oh let's do the weirdest one yeah it doesn't get too much more <laughs> esoteric than this yeah um it, it it's because it gets weirder from it's here. <laughs> this yeah, first yeah, episode yeah. isn't even the weirdest part. Yeah. No. Um, it's it's funny, though, because in, when he's talking to Anakin and he says, very few know of our existence, right? And, and Mortis is an ethereal realm. I think realm he said anymore. You can't. Huh? I think he said very few know of it anymore. As anymore. in like more used to in the past. Right. Um, and Mortis is an ethereal realm that you can't just go to and just find all willy nilly. But we are literally in Ahsoka on a planet that has ginormous statues carved into the mountainside of the father and the brother. And there are civilizations on this planet. There was a statue so they of the have daughter seen, too 
It just had its head. Yeah, the head's off, gone. But off. yes, they're all there, oh, and heads the, are there, there is off. a <laughs> um, nice little Dumb and Dumber yeah. drop right there. Um, but th- there's civilization on this planet. They have Samsonite. somebody carved ah, these. I was way off. <laughs> um, somebody made these, right? Yeah. Uh, these Sans giant. Reason things so they have appeared as these forms to civilization at some point in somewhere which is just i think that's crazy that's that's unreal it's a lot like um if you look at like they were uh, painted on the side of the jedi temple on lothal yeah they got around yeah yeah it's crazy uh anything else you guys want to touch on about this episode before well, we wrap this up. Right before you wrap, I want to say this. The father did say we can take many forms. So have people seen them or are they taking the form of what these people developed as their vision of these gods? I'm just saying it's like a whole chicken mm. or the egg thing. We don't know that they saw them. We know that that's what Anakin saw and Obi-Wan and yeah. Ahsoka. I like that they have like a little Pokemon arena out the back of the monastery with, well, with the there, yin and the yang. They've been there forever, man. They yeah, gotta I, do something. They gotta do something. I shudder to think what they've been doing in there to kill time. <laughs> right. Kids are getting rowdy. All right, kids, out to the arena. Let's go. Come on. Time to time to exercise. They weren't work alone it out. on the in the realm when they first got there. Yeah. Now oh. there's no animals, but <laughs> Uh, Josh took a nice dark turn there. Yeah. I have, I have two things. The first thing is I think that the I think I know what planet the father at least is originally from. This is going to be good. Mm. I know it. Oh no. Where's the punchline? Sereno. It's got that same, got that same long, long head, head shape. Oh jeez. Come on, that's <laughs> That's good. where Count Dooku's from if you don't know. <laughs> If you don't know, now you know, now you know, now you know. listener. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's uh, the second thing? Second thing is, I hate to admit it. Is it Smee? It's me. Son of a. I told you. Knew it. Son of a lost boy. This is garbage. <laughs> I swear it was pronounced Shmee. <laughs> there you are, Peter. <laughs> Toodles. Lost his marbles. Finally gets them back at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a hook-filled episode, everybody. Oh, it's called, um, it's called <laughs> a callback. Okay? It was a good movie. The book ended the episode with yeah. Peter Pan no. references. First of all, both owned by Disney. Second of all, both scored by John Williams. Third of all, wrong. suck it. Featuring Has Donnie Brasco, Williams? the voice of something in Star Wars. Dante Br- Brasco, not Donnie Brasco. Dante, there we go. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's hey, me, hey, Donnie Brasco. <laughs> Sorry, Dante Brasco. All right, and on that note, folks, we're going to wrap it up here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Let's see the voice All right, 
Well, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed us rapping here about Overlords Season 3, Episode 15 of the Clone Wars. Um, I think next week we're going to cover the other two episodes, right? Altar of Mortis and Ghosts of Mortis, which is uh, 16 and 17. So if you guys want to go watch those between now and next week, that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, And uh, just listen to some of our banter about it and what we discussed so um you can listen to any one of our previous podcasts um anywhere you find podcasts you can listen to most of it out on youtube um you can find us anywhere on social media outer and beacon facebook twitter and instagram yeah go ahead. i will say if you are interested in some like mandalorian and ahsoka tie-ins because you've been watching the live action shows we have done a recap of all four seasons of rebels we did each season in just one show so we recapped the whole season in like 45 minutes to an hour and i will say that whole series is pretty relevant to ahsoka uh that's where we meet uh hera sabine ahsoka is featured heavily we learn about kanan who's the father of jason who, you know there are all, all kinds of stuff Bo-Katan's in there from Mandalorian, uh, you know. How the ghost crew comes together. Yeah, so yeah. that is uh, worth checking out, too, if you liked the, the um, you know, insight into some of the animation. Yep. Um, my name's Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you guys at? Hey, brothers. Hey, here we go. It's me, Caleb Doom. <laughs> Follow me on I lost it at the end. Yeah, you have to you have to watch the bad batch to get that reference. Uh, this is Kyle and I am KB underscore legend on all the social media and specifically Venmo where I'm always taking donations. If you guys have any questions, send them in. Email yeah. them to us. Uh, we'd be happy to take them. Um, like I said, the episodes episode. we're gonna be covering. If you got questions on those episodes, email us, let us know. All right, everybody. May the force be with you. Always. Watch the cartoons. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yes, please. They're so good. Well, not that one, but the other two.